What's up and welcome back to the show. I'm Aaron Velke. I'm a coach to seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. I help them get out of their own way. And today I'm joined by our lovely get out of your own way integrator, Marty Noki. Before we talk about self-sabotage, I want to share an opportunity for you. If you've looked at yourself in the mirror through the course of 2023 and found yourself stuck, if you've not been excited about your growth and you've recognized that there's a lot more to you and a lot more potential that you have to give to the world, but you just can't figure it out yet. We've got a couple spaces left in our January Future Self Retreat. It'll kick off here in Arizona, January 11th to 14th, and there are three spaces left. We'll meet in person over the course of three and a half days. We will break through your limiting beliefs. We'll identify your patterns that have kept you locked where you are, and we will put you in an ecosystem where your roadmap gets designed and implemented over the course of six months. So if you're ready to make 2024 a meaningful year, click the link in the show notes. You can learn all about the retreat and the spots that we have left. Today, we're going to talk about self-sabotage. And I, I got a lot of experience in this lane. Uh, many of you tuned in. You may also. Marty, this is a conversation that begets a lot of emotion because self-sabotage is one of those things that we can kind of only see in hindsight when, when we're in it. It creates a whole different feeling. My take really early on, just to set the stage for what this is, is self-sabotage is 100%, undoubtedly, no questions asked, fear. And my take on this as we, we dive into this and dissect this for you so that you can get actionable is wherever you're tuning in, I want you to just for a moment, adopt the things that we have to share with you as a potential diagnosis for a self-sabotage problem. Because if, if I can recall some of the moments where I was called out by mentors and coaches about self-sabotage, the immediate place I went was resistance and denial. So if you're tuned in today, take a moment and let your armor down. We're going to dig into self-sabotage and help you make a couple new choices just in today to get you on your way to better, brighter, and more successful future. So Marty, let's, let me ask you this question just to, to kind of start the volleying back and forth. My take is that self-sabotage is fear. And to me, there are a couple primary fears. One is I'm not worthy of this. Another is I'm not enough for this. And the third is, I'm not lovable. Now, you and I know that framework very well. It's a big pillar in our retreat experience. It's also a big pillar in our coaching and our framework there. We, we use that acronym, W-E-L, in a larger sentence, I am well. But that isn't necessarily the only places that we see it. And, and th those are pretty lofty ideas. So I'd like to get a bit more granular to someone tuned in. Where do you think self-sabotage begins? Is it fear? Is it a different emotion? How would you classify someone that's going through self-sabotage? First of all, could they buy a t-shirt with well on it? They're about to be able to. Ah, there you go. A little self-promotion there. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I actually wrote down something you had said at the beginning when you were speaking about the retreat. 
is uh, I think it's also tied to limiting beliefs, which we don't often use that language. We say something different than limiting beliefs, beliefs that no longer serve. Um, I, I think, and maybe it's attached to fear in, in the sense that I, I don't even recognize that that belief exists. And until I recognize that that belief exists, uh, there is then there is fear of letting go of that belief, that there might actually be something beyond that belief. So I, I, that that was the first thing that came to mind when I was listening to you speak. It, it everything comes back to fear, regardless. But I also see it through that that belief that no longer serves. Well, there's there's three areas that personal development tends to focus on, right? Health, wealth, and relationships. So let's break down each of those because I think self sabotage looks different in each of those and can feel different. So let's start with health. So it's very easy in the the health arena to look at self-sabotage in a couple ways. One, you might be choosing behaviors that you know are not good for you. Maybe you're drinking too much or you're partaking in you know, the, the edible arena too often. You're, you're numbing out. And rather than feel it and deal with it, you numb it. And all of a sudden, you're not processing it. So you get stuck in the loop. And that loop is, I'm going to push this off then I'm going to deal with it tomorrow. Then I'm going to push it off and I'm going to deal with it tomorrow. So eventually, whether that's mental health or physical health, you end up finding this loop to be infinite and you're not progressing towards a healthier physique and you're probably caught in the, the mental uh, a condemnation almost where, where you are regularly bullying yourself in your mind. And the only way out is to numb. What, what's what's coming to mind when you think of like the way that we do this with our health? Maybe it's like overeating. Maybe it's uh, you know you're eating the wrong stuff, but you don't want to invest in in better food or learning to make better food. What what comes to mind for you? Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All of that. Um. Yeah. And I'm think because where I start to go then is well, what is it that I'm avoiding? Mm-hmm. Um, and at least we can only speak as men. We're men. Um, there's often emotion attached to whatever it is we're, we're not willing to look at. And I, I have I, any of those examples that you list often is about pushing down the emotions that we won't, don't want to deal with um, based on it, it more than likely situational. My life's not going well, my health's not well, whatever it is. Um, and, and so it, I, I think the fear is more about that emotional piece. It, if we just kind of keep going deeper um and because i don't want to feel the emotion i don't want to feel the what i'm trying to feel in order to let go of whatever that that belief or that that um habit is so let's get concrete here because i think it's important that that you're able to walk away with some action steps wherever you're listening if i think about the health category there's there's a couple actions that lead to self sabotage in my mind one of which is i won't go get help I won't even go get a diagnosis. Well, that, that's every category. I won't yeah, get that's help. That's true. But I won't, I won't get a diagnosis. So maybe that's, I've got a health issue and I, I won't ask questions. I won't go see a doctor. I'm just going to be strong. Another, uh, especially from the mental health, is I won't slow down enough to actually understand what's going on or to feel what I'm feeling. I, I won't pause the record to assess, do I want to listen to this in perpetuity? I'll just, I'll just let it play. Mm-hmm. A third that comes to mind, especially in the category of health, is I won't commit to an uphill journey, even though I've dug myself a big hole. 
I won't let myself do the work. And part of that, that particular group of three, when we get in a really difficult spot and we don't deal with it, it gets harder and harder to dig ourselves out. So that climb looks taller and taller. And eventually we just say, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to let it be what it is. And then we, we sink. So to me, self-sabotage is also the, the lack of commitment to making change. We say we want it, right? We'll, we'll, we'll make that very vocal. We'll tell our friends, we'll tell our family like, you know, hey, I'm, this is my year. I'm going to change this. And then when we recognize the amount of work it takes, we'll, we'll bounce out. We'll, we'll shy away from that commitment because it's an uphill battle. I, I wonder what I'm thinking as I'm listening to you is if we go back to the five ways to get in your own way, I, I think of that binary thinking that in the sense that it almost feels like, and, and believe me, I've been there a bazillion times where that if I have to deal with it, it's just going to explode. Like it's either I stay hunched down or it's going to explode. There's nothing in between. And what we do, especially on retreats is, no, just like take that one step, take that one step. I think in our minds, though, it's either hunker down or blow up, and there's nothing in between. That's fair. You know, self-sabotage on the outside always looks like, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw the grenade in the room and, and blow it up. Correct. Which is what I, a lot of people do. Which is, is very accurate. To me, that grenade is not designed to be a weapon. We, we never see it as a weapon. It's designed to protect us, right? That's that's what we tell ourselves, right? I'm just keeping myself safe. When it is completely going to nuclear bomb anything that we've built to this date. Uh, okay, let's let's shift over to the next pillar. So from health to wealth to relationships, let's look at wealth. So here's a couple different behaviors that I've seen over my journey and working with a lot of individuals who are on a really cool growth curve when it comes to self-sabotage with wealth. I'd say the first one is that when you get a new level of money, you don't feel comfortable enough to sit in it and hold it and wait with it. So you find a way to let it go. You find a way to move it really fast because you're not comfortable with it. So maybe you go from having 10 grand in the bank to having 50 grand in the bank. And you're not comfortable holding 50 grand. You don't know if you're responsible. You don't know if you're good enough. You don't know if you're you're ready to hold that kind of success. And boom, that 50 grand disappears real fast. And it's not that you don't understand what it is mentally. It's that you don't feel safe holding that much responsibility. And so you'll find a way to liquidate it real fast. Money can move really quickly if you want it to. That's one. The other that I see is sort of this moment, and I've been in it many times, where your opportunity is in front of you to make more. And instead of taking it, you'll back out. And that could look like one of two things. That could look like a client who knows you do really good work says, what's the price? And you have this moment where it's like, oh my God, I could say I could say what I'm really worth or what I really want. And instead of saying 1,000, I'm like, 50 bucks. And all of a sudden, the opportunity is gone. And I've just, I've lowered my value so much in front of someone else that I'm going to, I'm going to be angry at myself and self-deprecate for the next 14 days. Yeah, that's, that's the, one example. The, the shame will kick in at that point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you if you lower your price in front of somebody, that they don't know it, but you'll know it. The other is we will 
make an opportunity available to ourselves. You know, someone will knock on our door. Um, we'll we'll get a chance to sell something that we believe in could change somebody. And right where we're on the doorstep of making that sale, we'll we'll pull it from the shelves. We'll tell them it's not available. So we might invent a, a higher tier product. We might invent a, a, a VIP experience, but we won't sell it. We, we won't put ourselves out there. We won't share it. We won't uh, promote it. We'll hide. And we'll hide because we feel that we're not ready for that next level. And when it comes to money in particular, there's a hesitation to spend it. There's a hesitation to earn it. Self-sabotage and money is really interesting because at every next level, you have very different behaviors. First time I had 10 grand, I had to act a certain way with it. When you get 50, when you get 100, when you get 200, you have to move it differently. You have to use it differently. And each of those times requires new learnings and almost a new identity. But I, I feel like self-sabotage with money is incredibly, incredibly common because it often reduces us to what we know. And if you have a lot of money and you don't know what to do with it, you have got to put your hand up or you're going to end up spending that thing really fast. Yeah, that I mean, the two things I'm thinking of is back to the beginning when you were mentioning, well, I, I think the money thing often does come down to the worth and enough pieces of those two. Um, we see that with people who, who are successful uh, and still really grapple with that, that sense of not being enough themselves. Uh, and it gets so tied into money. Uh, and I, I think that the one thing we talk about with, with people and worth is if it's tied in with money, your worth as a person is also going to fluctuate up and down For sure. based on, on where your money is. Uh, and, and I, so you're always going to be sabotaging yourself in one way or another if you're still really wrestling with those, with the worthy piece and, and the enough piece, um, because you, you, it, it gets so tied in. Money gets so tied in with both of those things. It does. Not, not to mention that I'm, we've, you know, we've talked about this many times that my own background in religion, ha, ha, which so many people are tied into as well, has such a negative view towards money in the first oh, place yeah. that we, we automatically sabotage. And I still think it comes back to that worthy piece. Yeah, there's there's a ton of guilt around around money. We'll we'll do plenty of shows on on money, no doubt, and it will come up as we interview people and do some live coaching. You know the the line from uh, religious allegory that I go back to that I've heard a lot is the um, that money is the root of all evil, and it's I think it's quoted like the lust for money is the root of all evil, or or the greed of money, like that, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and and I think that can be self-sabotaging for someone, right? There's an opportunity, there's a door to walk through where there's more. A, a job will pay you more, a, an opportunity to work with somebody that will pay you more. And we're like, no, no, no. You know, I don't I'm, I don't deserve it. I'm not worth it. We go back mm -hmm. to those letters, W and the E. Yeah. I also find that when we get an opportunity to make more money, and uh, let me just let me make it very direct. If you're listening and you want more money, First and foremost, self-sabotage would look like, but it's wrong to want it. That's a big piece of self-sabotage. There's nothing wrong with you wanting more money. There's nothing wrong with you wanting more travel, more time with your family. Like, there's no shame in more. None at all. And it's really important that you get confident enough to say what you want. If you want it, you can certainly get it. 
But until you can state it, self-sabotage will look like, mm, I'm going to play coy. I don't necessarily want to push for this. I don't want to outcast anybody by saying it. I don't want to make anybody feel small. And even in as I share that, I'm reminded of the number of times where I, I refused to share the grandiosity, the size of my dream with people because I didn't want their dreams to feel small. And all I was really doing is self-sabotaging in a group of people that I was there to share my dream and I, I played small. So I think that's another version of self-sabotage, especially when it comes to money. We just don't state it. Like if you want to make 100 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand, a million a year, cool, say it. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah, it's just, it, we just happen to live in this environment where we've made it into something evil. And, it, it, and it's not evil. I'm money... Money can't decide any of that. I mean, it has no emotion, it has no feeling, it has no it, it's paper, literally, it's on paper. Yep. Um, I, I think the other piece that you had just mentioned, I if you're unsure about it as well, you could ask yourself, well, where where is what's my intention with the more? Like, is the more coming just because I want to keep accumulating cash? Or is it because I want these freedoms and I want this this type of lifestyle for myself, my family, whoever that may be. I, I think the intention around more is often at the heart of that question. Yeah, it's a great way to look at it. And potentially to, to thread that needle, if you're unclear on why you want it and you refuse to state it, there's your self-sabotage. You're not giving yourself space to say what you want and why you want it. And money's a magnifier. If you're, if you're a good, decent human being with good values and, and solid integrity to your word, money's just going to magnify that. You're not going to become you know, the, the like quintessential asshat that we, we hear about when someone gets wealthy. That's, that's not how it works. It, it magnifies your values. It magnifies your heart and can be a tremendous tool to you living a better life and helping others live a better life too. I think that's a big part of our brand and certainly a big part of my story. Many of you may know this. Some of you don't. I built a financial education company for about eight years. And the way we would define money is money is energy. So we went across the US. We worked with thousands and thousands of kids to give them education that was meaningful before they entered the real world. And that was from the ages of 12 all the way up through college. And you know, prevailing theme in money is... When you're young, especially in like middle school where it's like fun and exciting, man, we would go in these classes and kids are like, dude, I want more. I want millions. By high school, it was like, well, I, I don't know that I can say that here anymore. I'm, I'm playing the social game of safety before I state what I want. And by college, it had almost been completely nixed because reality had set in that they were going to get an average job. But that doesn't mean you can't want it and you can't work towards it. And I think a big part of self-sabotage and wealth in particular is I, I'm just not going to share it. Here's another side of that coin that, that I find really interesting. We think that money is a talent the way that our social environment is. They're like, you're either born with this gift or you're not. And another means of self-sabotage is not getting educated. It is really important that you're educated about money, that you learn about various different tax structures, that you learn about income generation, that you learn about what to do to invest. You, you've got to learn about that. And, and if you're unwilling to learn, then you're unwilling to grow. And that is often a fear. Right? You have to sort of surrender and put your hand up and say, hey, I don't know. And if that is where you are, I would encourage you, send a note to us, book a, a pattern discovery call. We'll help you find that pattern. We'll also help you steer yourself in the right direction so that you can get educated. Because financial education is really, really important. I'm a believer in that. 
just two points and, and we can move on to the last one. One is the idea of what I want. That is also something we can help people with because we do find that a lot of people have never been in a position where they could feel worthy to say what they want, mm-hmm. which has its own and will be other episodes that we could speak about as we go forward. The other thing is um, when it comes to wealth, we know lots of people who are successful in that way. What you see wealth depicted as on television or on media is nothing like what we, you and I see it working with the people that we work with. And I think that's important to keep in mind as well. I, I, I could see why there's a problem if your only experience of wealth is what you see a celebrity or, or others do with that money or waste that money. In reality, it's very different for the people that we work with. Yeah, the the Lambo big house is is not the method by which wealth is actually lived into, right? Yeah. The, there is a difference between being wealthy and being rich. There's also a very big difference between the experience of wealth and the idea of wealth. Very, very different. Think, uh, think, think of all the uh, athletes that just destroy their lives afterwards because they don't know what to do with that money once they retire. And Yeah. Yeah. And and there there are plenty of people who... Can can stand up and say, "Look, I want to build wealth." I think that's an that's an easy thing to state, right? Mm-hmm. I want to build it, and then you go along the process, and the the process of building it is is a roller coaster. It takes ups and downs, and um, a means of self sabotage is trying to avoid the ups and downs, and and play safe. You got to ride the the roller coaster. It goes both ways. Okay, let's look at the last one. Certainly, a big, big, big place for self sabotage. I've been here. I know many of my peers have. Maybe you have listening right now. Relationships and self-sabotage. Holy hell. This is this is like a a big petri dish of a, a lot of things right now. But well let's let's go here. My sense is it's self-sabotage. Do, do, we, do we really have enough time to cover this topic? Because I feel possibly like- <laughs> we need like 19 episodes for this. In in relationships, so there there's a lot of different kinds of relationships, business, uh, platonic, romantic, friendships, brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, th- those there's a lot here. A lot of meat. I find that the first and loudest one is in romantic relationships where we don't believe we're good enough, deserving of love, or that the person that we are aspiring to build a a partnership with or a, a relationship with is way too good for us. And underneath that, self sabotage enters the room where it's like, I'm not ready. I'm not good enough and I'm going to throw a grenade in this and I'm going to find my way out. And if I throw the grenade, you'll never have the chance to hurt me. That That's like the summation of almost everything that happens in self-sabotage with relationships. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. <laughs> no, I mean, as someone who's worked with uh, couples a lot <laughs> over the years, um, it, it's it's a fascinating topic because it yeah it am I lovable is often at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question, the thing that I see most often is, hmm, if I'm not, then I'm just going to settle for what I could find, and so I, I I take whatever I can get, at least in in terms of that room, and it might happen in other places as well. I don't know, um, but certainly in romantic relationships, I've seen that, and I. 
I haven't hesitated calling people out when I'm when I'm working with them and in at that time preparing them for marriage. I'm like, are are you really sure this is what you want? It, it still comes down to that want question. So yeah, it's always a, an important question. You know, I also recognize that it's it's really easy to talk about that, but when you're in it, you might not recognize the oh, pattern. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's just it's complicated. The the piece that I can recall also is not feeling like I was worthy of sharing what I was experiencing. So I would like bury, bury, bury anything that was coming up, good or bad, right? And this may exist more commonly in men than women, maybe. That that was the beginning of this conversation about, I I mentioned about pushing those feelings down, 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 down. Because there's a fear of, of, of saying them, of stating that, as you know. Yeah, and and let's think about this in the uh, in the in the way that is mm, communication. Let's ju- let's just focus on communication. If there's a sense that I've got something really difficult going on in my world, and in that moment, what I need is someone to help, maybe to listen, to reinforce that. If for a moment. I start to feel like sharing that makes me look weak. Sharing that makes me vulnerable. And there's a fear of that. And I Re- don't being share rejected, it. Being rejected. Right. Fear of rejection, totally. Fear of being told that I'm not worthy. Or that, or that you, don't, you, don't, you don't feel that way. Like totally Correct. denying. Yeah. To be invalidated. But if I bury it then, I, I'm essentially self-sabotaging the future with this person. Now... There is a reality. If if you do share it, you might get trampled on. That's just a reality. Sure. But at least you know, and it's not just a, a thought that lives in your mind. At least at that point, you can say, hey, that's that's not how I want to be responded to. Maybe that person needs to know. Maybe they don't know how to respond to that. That's a whole different story. We'll leave that for another time. But I do think that if that's the relationship that we're, we're focusing on, the, the romantic one, the opportunity is to share it, evaluate what happens and go from there. If you don't share it, you are self-sabotaging because at that point, a pattern will start and all of a sudden you'll be a closed door rather than an open door, which leads to the inevitable termination of that. Yeah. And you're going to settle and settle and settle and settle. What I said earlier, before you explode, at some point you will explode. Whether that's your health comes into play you get sick, well, something will eventually erupt that within you. The, yeah, there's no way to avoid it. Yeah. And then the grenade goes. Correct, yeah. And yeah, that, <laughs> that that's again, that binary. It's either the grenade or it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember even really early in my 20s, like I was also afraid of commitment. I was afraid of Mm, being loved, being being open, being seen, being uh, like less independent, right? Those things were all yeah, on yeah, the yeah, forefront yeah. of my mind. And, and now yeah. I understand that if I want freedom, that's a big part of it, right? It's a different kind of freedom. But if I want freedom and I want to feel love and I want to feel appreciated and valued, then that's a that's a part of the commitment that I'm making. Yeah, m- mindful that for many people, freedom is I can do whatever I want. That That's not what freedom is. Yes. 
Yeah, so self-sabotage in, in with, this area. With, with great power comes great responsibility. Hey, damn right, Peter Parker. <laughs> I think another area where self-sabotage happens in, in, this room, uh, in this relationship pillar is in who we surround ourselves with. This is a little more subtle, but similar to romantic, we put ourselves around individuals that don't have our best interests in mind and don't float our dreams. They they might entertain them momentarily, but generally speaking, they're not they're not rocket fuel. They're not supporters. They're they're not advocators. If anything, they are going to entertain the conversation and then move on. But you're probably going to hear things like "That's crazy," "Must be nice," th- those kinds of almost like demeaning bits of language that well, tell you it, they're not really there for the real thing. It, it's usually laced, laced with shame. Yes. And and in reality, it's it's theirs. It's not yours. It's, yeah, correct. It's a good projection. Well, my my sense is that if if you're listening and any of these behaviors are ones that you're familiar with. Which you and I haven't experienced any of them, of course. Never, ever, <laughs> ever, always. Uh, <laughs> If, if you've experienced these, yes, then, no, yes, yes, no, then it's really important to just understand that you are self sabotaging. One of the most preposterous things in the world to, when you talk to someone that's self sabotaging is their response when you say, Hey, I think you're self sabotaging. And obviously, we do it a little bit more delicately when we're navigating our clients through this and, and have <laughs> retreats. You do. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to hear it. Sometimes you got to be that direct. But in response to that, you'll you'll learn a lot about where you are. And if you're going to make a confrontation into your own self sabotage pattern, it all begins with okay, I'm a self saboteur, which is a weird word to say, but I I am self sabotaging. Okay, can I begin to change? If you're afraid of something, and you're self sabotaging. At least then we can start to work on what are you afraid of? What's possible? Where does that fear come from? And then we can look at the beliefs that you hold and see why they're tripping you up. But if you're going to lay in your denial blanket and say, you know, hey, it's not me. It's just, you know, it's her or it's him or it's, it's them. It's, it's my circle. I don't have access to other people. There's no way to make change. If we go back to the very first episode where we talked about Five ways we get in our own way and not taking responsibility. That is 100% not taking responsibility for your own self-sabotaging behavior. And it's really important along the journey that you get to a place of clarity in your own self-sabotage pattern. Whether it's health, wealth, or relationships, it might be all three. The limits that you put on your life are your own to address. And, and, and career. I add career in there as well. We do it in our in our work as well. Staying at a job. For sure, staying at a job, staying in a position, staying in a role, mm-hmm. uh, staying with a certain level of income, staying with a certain level of career uh, climb, all of those things, right? There's there's so many ways that this shows up. And I would advocate for you listening to take this conversation and figure out what's the category, what's the the behavior that's creating the sticky in your life. There's going to be self-sabotage somewhere in there. If you can identify that, we'll help you identify a new pattern beyond it. But you've got to identify where it's happening. One of the most fascinating parts of helping people through change, right? We're, we're change agents for people. If you want more, you're going to have to change. But I've learned that 
when confronted with change, one of the biggest and loudest fears is, but what if I don't make it? And there is a version of you that exists without self-sabotage that, that doesn't fall into that trap. And that version of you has conquered the emotion and the impulse to throw the grenade in the middle of the room. That, that's the only difference. It's not that you don't necessarily think that way. You might communicate it. That might take practice. It is simply, can I not grenade this right now? That is the very first next step for you. And that's seems, all that you need. The very seems, first next seems step. quite easy. It is incredibly challenging. <laughs> I have found, though, that if you do it once, you can do it again. And when you have the temptation to throw the grenade in and say, this isn't for me, like, I'm just going to walk. It's difficult. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to participate in this or, you know, it's, it's, it's too much. I'm overloaded. I'm overwhelmed. You can pause. Before you continue, though, I want to just make a caveat. That, that doesn't mean you stay in a relationship that is bad, that is not good, Correct. that is not working. Just, just to give that caveat, um, do, don't abuse yourself. Don't torture yourself when it's just not not there. Yeah, that's a whole other piece of the conversation. You'll, you'll be able to recognize self-sabotage through your own lens of, I've got to get out. I've got to get out. I've got to get out. I can't do this. I won't do this. It's, it's not good for me. There's a, a subtle difference between those two, but I think that if if you are awake and aware enough to to say like, hey, I, I keep hitting the same pattern over and over and over, different people, different places, different money objectives, challenges, and you can't get forward, you can't break through that ceiling, self-sabotage is probably a great nemesis for you. It's worth getting some help. So we got two ways that we can do that for you. If this conversation resonates with you and you want some more personal attention, We've got a retreat in January, the 11th to the 14th here in Arizona, in Scottsdale. We have three spaces left and we will dissect and eviscerate all of the self-sabotage patterns that we can possibly find and help you set up new behaviors. We will also put you in an ecosystem where we roadmap what it looks like to build out from it and help you understand your own worthiness, your own enoughness, and your own lovability. That's really important to us. The other way we can help you if you want to set up a discovery call, learn about your pattern, learn about your sequence when it comes to self-sabotage, you can go to getoutofyourownway.coach. You can book a call with us and we'll work with you one-on-one for that block of time to help you get clear on where your self-sabotage exists and what would happen, what your life would look like if it wasn't there. Because if you're tuned into this and you're still vibing with this conversation, you know and I know that there's a life that you have access to that's just beyond self-sabotage, that is everything that you want. It's on the other side of that fear. So book a call with us, reach out to us. We are incredibly grateful for your time today. Thanks for tuning in. Marty, as always, phenomenal job. Any last parting words? Uh, a reason for them to come back is we'll go through the bar system. What's your belief and how do we begin to change that? I think it's very much tied into this. So that would be my uh, my parting word is begin to recognize those beliefs that are getting in your way. That's right. Follow this podcast, subscribe to this this channel, You know, bookmark these, save them on your phone so you can come back to them. We've got plenty more content coming your way. Have a phenomenal day. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, get out of your own way. See you on the next one.